They talk about you. They call you the eyes and ears of the world. It's not nice, is it? For them, I mean, going about their daily business knowing there's somebody staring down at them all the while. Enid sniffed. At my age, I can do as I like. No need to ask permission off nobody. Dave cringed. As a purveyor of many kinds of literature, he longed to uphold decent grammar at all costs, but Mum would not endure correction, so he had to ignore her ill-treatment of the most wonderful language on earth. He stood up and walked away. At her age, she could do as she liked. She'd always done as she liked. For a kick-off, he'd no idea who his father was, and he often wondered whether she was any wiser concerning the gap on his birth certificate. How could she criticise anybody after the life she'd led? He still remembered her men friends, noises from the bedroom of their old house, sometimes money left behind the clock. But she was his mum, and he did right by her. I'll be going down in a minute, he told her. Enid sniffed again. Leave me a cup of tea, then go and enjoy yourself. Her son was a great disappointment to her, and they both knew it. He was a short man, no more than five and a half feet, with a rounding belly and abbreviated legs. Every pair of trousers he bought had to be shortened, while his hair, which had started to thin in his twenties, was allowed to grow long on one side so that he could comb it over. His belts always dug into him, causing the pot to seem even bigger than it really was. She was ashamed of him. He looked nothing like her and she wondered where he'd come from. The fact that several candidates for paternity had been on the hustings never troubled her. Enid's memory was selective, and she accepted no blame for anything. Dave tidied up, picking up the last slice of toast and loading it with marmalade, then taking bites between tasks. Food was his comfort, and he admitted as much to himself on a daily basis. As long as he had a book and something to eat, he was as happy as he could manage. All he had ever really wanted from life was a wife and at least one child of his own. But no one would look at him, not when it came to love and marriage. So he simply carried on with his life, eating, having the odd pint, looking after ma'am, and running the shop downstairs. He was determined to be of some use to the world, and that was the reason for his reading room. Enid glanced at him. He knew full well that folk hereabouts called his establishment the old folks' home, but he didn't seem to care. People gathered in his downstairs back room to drink coffee or tea, eat snacks, and swap newspapers and opinions in a place where they felt safe and welcome. Unlike reading areas in long-deceased branch libraries, Eagleton's reading room was somewhere where folk could chat. Conversation was freer these days, Enid supposed, because she was no longer present in her supervisory capacity. She hated not being there. She hated the thought of him spending time with that woman. But what could she do? Dave's thoughts matched his mother's at that moment. The back room was a happier place without Mum in attendance. Subjects ranging from politics through religion to the condition of someone recovering in hospital were discussed openly now. The atmosphere had improved a lot since Mum had got past wielding the teapot. Having her sniffing behind the sandwich counter had hardly been attractive for customers, so the whole caboodle flourished much better without her.
Dave's helper was a woman who went by the name of Philomena Gallagher. She was a strong Catholic, so she never worked Sundays or holy days of obligation, events which occurred rather too frequently behind the hallowed portals that guarded her complicated and extremely demanding religion. But Philomena made great butties and scones, so her trespasses were eternally forgivable. "'Is she in today?' Enid inquired. "'Or is it the feast day of some daft bugger who chased all the snakes out of Ireland?' He must not get annoyed with Mum. If he ever did let his temper off the leash, God alone knew what he might do, fired up as he would be by years of anger and resentment. He loved his mum, he kept reminding himself that he loved his mum, because she'd never given him away for adoption, even though she hadn't had the easiest of lives. No, St. Patrick's is in March.